You are listening to In The Queue with Bruce Coombs, a podcast where we discuss how to help grow your accounting and legal practice with industry thought leaders. Today, Bruce Coombs, the founder and director at QuickFee, is meeting with Alastair Marshall, a keynote speaker and the director of professional services business development. In this episode, Bruce and Alastair discuss the do's and don'ts of marketing your firm. I could drill in a little bit on the importance of not just external referral, but internal referral. Your partners should be cross-selling into the other divisions of the firm and and what what you've seen maybe as barriers or success stories in that regard. Uh, A mixture, Bruce, I think that's fair (laughs) to say. Um, Again, so culture makes a big difference, so leadership is, is a mm. huge part of this, uh, and that's perhaps a topic for another day. The larger the firm, the larger the opportunity to survive on internal referrals. So, mm. you know, I've worked with one of the big four f- accounting practices this year. If you're in an organization of that size, you probably have enough internal relations to keep you fed. If you work in a smaller three-partner firm, that's less likely, so you're more likely to go out and need referrals from joint venture partners. Um, again, most people are frightened of asking they think they look desperate, they think they look salesy, they mm. think they, they might make themselves look unsuccessful. Mm. Um, I understand why you know, cross-selling or cross-servicing is the biggest opportunity in many firms, but who owns the relationship? Is it the partner mm. or is it the firm? People tend to be very much like this. That's a, that's a challenge, so at some point you need to all sit round the table and find out who's who in the zoo. Mm. Uh, and that's a very practical exercise for anyone watching this is often people don't understand you know, people join partnerships in firms and three years in I'll go there and I'll say who are the you know who are the big clients of the firm and they can't tell me because yeah. they don't really know so p- relationships aren't shared so at some point there has to be a, okay come in and tell me uh, you know what are the problem who are your typical clients what problems do they have that you solve what results do you deliver? Mm. Because the biggest problem with cross-selling or cross-referring is people don't trust that the person they're referring to will do as good a job as them. So you first of all have to do an internal sell of your own ability to your partner colleagues, Mm. which clearly takes some time. But if you think of it in that way, so don't give me a history lesson. So quite often people say, oh, you've seen it yourself on many websites People will write, uh, you know, we've been around 100 years mm. and we started when my grandfather started mm. in the shed in the bottom of the mm. garden in 1876, mm. right? And it doesn't answer the so what question. Mm. So I meet fantastic people who are three to eight year post-qualified and I meet awful practitioners who are 60. Mm. Right? So it's not about longevity, it's about what result do you deliver for the client. And people should take that as a hint. So if you're writing your biography or wor- you know, words for your website, you know, people only care about certain things. They want to know who you work for, what you do, and what the result is of what you do. And if that doesn't appear on the homepage of your website, you're missing a trick. Hmm. Look, no, look, absolutely. I don't think anybody cares that something started in 1867 because it's hardly like the bloke who started doesn't work there anyway. <laughs> so, uh, you know, arguably, um, you know, a, a viewer, and let's call them a viewer, it's a website, they're viewing it, is interested in themselves. They want to know what you're going to do for me. Right. Give me an example of somebody like me who benefited from you. And 
You know, this is why they say, they talk about, you know, the importance of resonating, differentiate and substantiate. And if you can substantiate with great testimonials on your website, surely that's got to help. Yes, but again, people sometimes, so many things around business development and marketing, it, people know what to do, but they don't do it with enough sophistication to get them the result they're chasing. So people will say, Alistair, I write articles, I don't win any work. Mm. Alistair, I go speaking at conferences, I don't win any work. Mm. And I go, well, do you do A, B and C? And they go, no. And I go, that's why you don't mm. win any work. <laughs> so, you know, website, the classic thing with the website, and, you know, don't get me wrong, I don't build websites. Again, I can refer you to people who do. Um, but and I don't write code, but I can, I can come in and tell you the difference between what is an online brochure versus a lead generating yep. Yep. mechanism. Yep. And people don't often understand what has to be done to make that transition. But essentially, people are not buying your time. They're buying your intellectual property. Yep. So you need to make your intellectual property available in places where people can access it for free. So try and take this as an adage. So here we are in the CBD. If there's 100 people walking down the road today, only three of them need professional service today. Mm. The other 97 have no interest whatsoever. So the people with big pockets go and buy adwords and they try and build a relationship with the people who are ready to buy so that's fine and i'm not saying it doesn't work but when i work with the majority certainly in law they just don't get the quality of leads they're looking for in that manner accounting i would be i'm not saying it doesn't happen but it's mixed shall we say mm. the jury's still out um Whereas what I'm trying to get you to do is build a relationship with the 97% of people who aren't ready to buy today, but they will next yep. week, next month, next quarter, next year. Um, and you'd be pleased to know that the way that you do that doesn't cost money. So earlier I talked about the research document that I did, uh, asking people what worked and what didn't. And what you'd actually find is that the things that don't work are actually the most expensive things on a professional services firm's marketing budget. So if you happy for me to just share yeah. things on there are like brand advertising so brand might work in accounting and if you asked most SME managers or business owners could you name some accounting practices they could probably name three or four of the big four ask mm. them to name three or four law firms different mm. there's no mm. it's just not there so to t another example if this worked every time you walk you know, when I go on an aeroplane and I go up the stairs in the Qantas club there's always a law firm ad brand advert at the top of the escalator but it changes every year and it changes because it doesn't work mm. so it makes people feel good when they fly between offices to see the branding <laughs> at the top of the stairs but it doesn't actually increase any work so they stop it or um, you know rugby jerseys and sponsorships mm. So, you know, state of origin, rugby team's on there, it changes every two years. Mm. If it worked, it would never change. Mm. People would keep it going forever. Mm. So you have to be careful with that. Sponsorships is another one where it can get out of control. I'm not suggesting you can't build community with sponsorships and with certain, you know, if you're very surgical, it can be good. But there's too many firms who, you know, every partner wants them to sponsor the kiddies football team yeah, and all this kind of thing. It runs out of control. And people don't measure, because they don't have the systems in place, they don't measure what works and what doesn't. So it just goes and goes and runs and runs. And the third one is corporate hospitality, which never makes me very popular with people. Mm. But the amount, you know, all too, far too many lawyers and accountants have a box at the footy. Uh, and that's great for cementing relationships with existing relationships, but it's got an awful track record when it comes to new client instructions. So you, you've all had it yourself where you send 10 tickets out 
and the, the two new client prospects phoned up 24 hours, 48 hours yeah. before and say they got busy. So yeah. Sally from accounts brings the kids and it's all very nice, yeah. but it doesn't actually bring yeah. any new revenue in. So uh, that's another challenge that people can remove. No, no absolutely, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it's not an impulse buy. You know, yeah. you, don't, you don't necessarily need brand, you need connection, right? I, I know Alastair, Alastair helped my friend the dentist, I'm a dentist, he can probably help me, yeah. okay? So where do your other dental friends hang out? You know, where, what's the ADA doing for, uh, for its major event this year? Maybe we can get involved in that. But couldn't agree more, it's that focal point. Thanks for listening to In The Queue with Bruce Coombs and today's guest, Alastair Marshall. If you'd like to learn more, head to quickfee.com.au or professionalservicesbd.com.au. If you like what you heard today, please follow us so you can get updates on new episodes coming up and share our podcast with colleagues, friends and other firms.